Hello everybody, welcome to the Williams Project podcast. It is a lovely Sunday afternoon, it is episode 92 and today's topic is all about getting sold. So welcome back, um, you've got Blair here and uh, non-COVID Matthew. Matthew's over in Sydney, yeah. got negative just I in time, healthy. which is good. Yeah. Healthy-ish. Yeah. Healthy-ish. No, no, I haven't drank for eight days. I feel on top of the world. I'm in Sydney in a beautiful hotel room looking over the Opera House, here to build and enhance the corporation. Good. Yeah, good stuff. How good's international travel? Oh, right. it's just so amazing that these loser bureaucrats have let us out. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it so much. So I've got some thoughts on this, Blair, if you want me to take the charge. Yep, go, take charge, and then we'll, we'll see where we get up to. So the framework of this podcast is in life, you have things you need to do. That might be advancing your business, advancing your career, looking after your marriage, looking after your kids, looking after your health, right? And you fall out of love with those things, whether it be you don't want to go to the gym because you just don't want to. You don't want to go to work. You're just happy to stay the same size and not grow your business. You are a little bit dark with your wife, so you're not talking to her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this podcast is talking about in those moments when you don't want to do something, how to get yourself sold, put on your big boy pants and go and get it done. So we're talking about mental techniques to get there on the days you don't want to get there. And the reason we're discussing this is because the property markets pull back a tiny bit and people are feeling beat up, right? And people aren't advancing and conquering. Um, I assume if the property markets pull back a little bit, lots of other industries have. I'm pretty sure crypto markets are all halved. So people are beat up, right? And so they're retracting, they're retreating, they're being soft. And we're going to talk about how to get your head in the game to advance and conquer. So... A practical example is like our relationship, Blair. We are business partners. We have a relationship that we need to manage. Now, you will have never had this because I'm a fucking legend, but some days you annoy me and I have to get my head in the garden. But no, actually, on a serious note, you have to mentally go. There'll be times in our relationship where you're not happy with the other person for insert whatever reason. With you and I, this pretty much never happens. But And then you need to mentally think, right, why did I go into business with this person? Well, these are their strengths. This is all the great stuff we've done. We've done so much. I've got to keep this relationship as strong as possible. Well, it's kind of like, or even just like relationships and anything, it's the whole you need to have one, the big goal, which we talk about fucking heaps as far as like not getting caught up in the small stuff when you're like, well, this is what we're achieving, whatever the issue is on the day is like so massively insignificant in comparison to that big goal. And I think the other thing is being a person that's reasonably good at reflection, going, it's that whole concept of like what I have today would have at one time in the past been all I could have ever wanted or ever imagined myself having. And you sort of need to balance those two things with you're pissed off with a friend, a family member, business partner, your career, your health, whatever, and be like, well, one, what is my big goal? And if I have been taking action towards that big goal for the last X days, months, years, decades, has it generally been trending in the right direction? And if me being fed up means I just question stop, is that going to get me closer or further away, further away than my goal? 
as yeah, kind of just like removing that. yourself from the situation a little bit as opposed to being as caught up in one page of one chapter of your book as opposed to just going, if I skip forward a chapter, what's it going to look like based on the outcome of what I do today? Am I 20 kilos heavier? Am I the same weight or am I lighter? Am I unhealthy and die young of a heart attack or do I live a long and prosperous life? What does my business look yeah. like? What does my relationship look like? If I stop my business in this chapter and start a new one, is that realistically going to be easier or harder based on what business I'm in and what struggles I'm having? So I'm going to be the devil's advocate just to keep the podcast balanced, right? Okay, it's all well and good to say that, but I just don't want to go to work today. I've been, I've been building this business for 11 years and I don't want to do it today. The market's hard. I've got hurt feelings. I don't want to do it. How do I get my head in the game? There's actually two, there's actually two answers. One's very different. If you know what you're doing... If you were like a real estate investor and you've just made heaps of money in property and the market's sort of a bit unstable, the best thing you could do would be go on holiday for a month. <laughs> go remove all your emotions from the situation, reconvene, reassess, and then come back fresh and motivated. Um, the other thing is realizing that you can't have decades, well not decades, you can't have periods of long sustained success where everything's going your way, everything's pretty good without accepting there's going to be some period of essentially the opposite and realizing that that's part of the process. It has to happen. Remembering how good those good times feel and remembering that you've gone through significantly harder times. So you just have to sort of suck it up and do it. I know that's probably terrible advice when people go, I don't want to do that. And the advice is we'll suck it up and do it anyway. But I suppose the advice is you've got over significantly more adversity in the past. So why is this any different to that? Yeah, I would say the same answer from a different angle. I would say when it gets hard, that's when you need to triple down on working. Right? Well, that- so like I, I would say, so walking through my thought process, let's say something hard happens in your life. It could be a market change. It could be a divorce. It could be a illness. It could be whatever. You, someone could die who you love. So you go back to basics, right? So what are your basics? Nutrition. Eat clean food, cut out your substances, no drinking, no recreational drugs, nothing that can affect your mood. Even things like caffeine um, and Sugar, all that stuff, sleeping pills, yeah, just try, try keep that balance. Nada, none. So then you want your routine. I go to bed at 10, I get up at 6.30. Stick to your routine, focus on your sleep, get an Aurora sleep ring, get your sleep in check. And then pick your work hours when you're working. Write down five things that you wouldn't do if you hadn't written them down. Write down those five things and do them. And do them perfectly to the best of your ability. And make sure those five things you execute on are heading in line to your big goal. And if you go back to the basics, you love the process, right? Like I've been doing some work for the corporation today and I just love it. I get this way natural high um, as I execute on tasks because I'm good at doing tasks because I've been doing this for 11 years and I get this little rush. And also, like, I think where we're wide quite similar in this regard is we like something's role and not ideal. The good thing about you and I is we fix it by just working through it, where I think some people's personality type is they try fix it through withdrawal which just doesn't mm. work. Whereas if you go, shit, something's not, if you go, shit, God, I'm waking up, I'm feeling tired, 
I'm overweight, I don't feel good, you or I'll be like, we have to sort this out and just go on some binge workout diet type thing and crouch to a crash course and fix that till it's gone. I think a lot of people sort of get into that sort of downward spiral as I don't feel good. The whole fat bastard off um, Austin Powers. Yeah. I'm well, fat I, because I'm, I'm, I eat because I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like, no matter well, what, you stay in that sort of stuck thought pattern. Whereas you and uh, I are very much like... death. Yeah, whereas you and I are very much, this is a problem, instead of being pissed, well, be pissed off by it, but just what do we need to go to go address it and fix it? And as soon as we do that, we'll then feel a million times better. And I do think you need to have the discussion with yourself. So it's like, I am not happy with my marriage because I think my, I'm making this up, wife doesn't treat me with enough respect. Here's what I'm going to do to address the problem. One, I'm going to be a better man so my wife respects me. Two, I'm going to have a discussion with my wife. Fuck, I shouldn't be giving relationship advice. I should be... <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, yeah, the concept of identify the problem, discuss the problem, realise that it's not external factors solely responsible. It's you making a change and trying your best to fix the problem, not just say, well, I'm not going to do this because the other person's not participating. You've but, got to have the discussion internally and externally... And then you've got to get yourself sold. Like you have to be, like I still look at any Williams Corporation customer, look them in the eye and I say, I know buying this house is going to be right for you. I, well, obviously not every customer because some customers' circumstances is not right for them. But any customer who's in the position to buy a house, I stand by our product. I stand by our financial instruments. Um because I completely believe in it, because I've gone through the entire process of looking at our product, looking at who we are, looking at what we do, comparing it against the market, and I truly believe we're superior. So I've got myself sold, and that gives me the ability to sell others. It's, it's like anything. It's like when you, it's not just selling yourself or your product or your business, but it's like we've talked about how we've got our aura sleep rings and tracking your sleep. When you start to learn sort of trends, how you're sleeping, when you're sleeping well, when you're sleeping not well, and generally what leads up to it, which could be, did you exercise that day? How much have you had to drink before bed? Uh, when did you have dinner? How much did you have for dinner? And you realize that it does make a difference. You know what makes a difference. You've sort of sold yourself on, I know if I don't drink before bed, I will sleep much better and I will feel better the next day. And it sounds really stupid because like, Everybody knows that, right? Everyone knows drink water, exercise, have fruit and vegetables. But when you actually start seeing like recorded data, whether that be from scales or from a ring or from an app, it does kind of change your perspective because it proves that what you've been told is actually right. And it's quite hard to explain, oh, but once yeah. you start getting that data, you're like, okay, I know this works. I really don't want a shitty sleep score tomorrow, so I'm going to be good tonight. Mm, yeah, completely agree. And... Like I, I tell everyone I care about to get an Aurora sleep ring um, because Blair's right. When you see the data, you start to make better decisions for your health and for your body. Well, and we actually learned about it from David Sinclair. Um, carry on. I was going to say, when you have like long-term data, that's even more interesting. Like it's all going to be able to measure like what's your sleep score and heart rate for like a day or a week. But when you start getting like months and months of data, it's like overall this year – Am I getting better each month, worse each month? Is my heart rate slowly going up, slowly going down? 
and then you assume, right, for the last six months, my sleep score's gotten worse. I have to stop and change something because nothing I've done for the last six months is making it better. So I need to stop and reset as opposed to going, God, I felt a bit average this week or this day or this weekend or whatever. Once you've got the data of being able to actually be like, shit, that's not good. What do I change? And what's interesting, I got my sleep ring. I had an old one and got a new one because my old one broke. And every single month this year, my sleep score's gone higher and higher and higher as an average because I've been monitoring it. And if you awesome. said, what have you? And if you said, what have you changed in your life? I actually probably wouldn't say like anything. I wouldn't say I'm eating healthier or drinking more water. It's more you've just slowly subconsciously changed your patterns. But I never intentionally did. I just sort of looked at the data and just made subconscious decisions. And it's, yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah, but you you did make changes. You just didn't notice it because yeah. it's lots of little changes. Yeah, it's the one percent. Yeah. Well, do you know what's really interesting? Because I have the data... The first day of COVID where, so I felt when I had COVID, I felt about four out of 10 sick. My first day of COVID was the exact same stress on my body as a big night on the booze. So my <laughs> resting heart rate and my body temperature was exactly the same as a big night on the booze. So it's like, it shows how bad alcohol, especially in the quantity we drink, like for the listeners that don't know us, we're good drinkers. And it's yeah. bad, right? You've got to, if you want to be a legend that achieves big goals, you can't do it when you're trashing your body. Even though we kind of did for a decade. But it's not the point. You shouldn't. Mm. And we're pretty healthy now. We, we are pretty athletic. Well, yeah, we're overall <laughs> pretty healthy. I wouldn't say we're athletes, but... Um... Yeah, that's the good thing when you go and get health insurance. They run like a gazillion scans on you. So like you get your bloods done, urines done, get your heart tested, your lung capacity tested. And it's really good baseline. I think that was more to do it with our limit, champ, not to do I reckon when the average Joe does that. I think it depends. Even just getting, I reckon, your bloods done once a quarter would be beneficial having a good GP actually tell you like what it means and if it's getting better or worse, you'd take better care of yourself. Should we actually just do a quick, I've got all my apps. Um, I'll just talk you through a little bit about what I do for my health from a technology point of view. I connect everything into Google Fit because I believe Google's database in the future, if they know everything about me, their AI, I believe in that Google platform long-term for health. I use an Aurora ring for my sleep. I use a Fitbit for my scales and my Fitbit's also my calorie counter. So when I'm getting a bit chubby, I count my calories for about three to four days just to get my head better at choosing the right food to eat. Um, I wear a Garmin watch, um, and that does all your sports tracking. Blair and I have these medical BP bands that do our blood pressure. There's an app called HealthSync where you can use to pull all your data from different apps and put it on different apps. I take the data from my Samsung Health, because Blair and I use Samsung phones, and I transfer that through HealthSync into things like Google to make sure it's all in one place. Uh, My PT has this body scanner called, um, hold on, I just gotta open it up, MyFit3D. And that does all of your balance, your muscle density, your fat. So that does all of your scan and it teaches you like if you're un, 
if you're unbalanced with your muscle, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you guys live in New Zealand, there's an app called Manage My Health, and that actually lets you see into your doctor's essentially files. And you can see all your blood tests, every vaccine you've had, um, all of the notes on you, everything. And it's quite interesting to read that data. So like, I'm all in on my health, right? I'm not going to die. I've thought about it. Don't want to do it. So I'm going to focus on looking after my health. Yeah, and you can, um, well, I think I got one about, oh, it must be a year or two ago, a DNA test through a company called Circle DNA, which you essentially just like squab your mouth, send it back to them. They give you a full report, which is like genetic makeup, if you've got any predispositions of like cancer mutations, generally what kind of diet you should have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and some people might say it's bullshit. Some might say it's quite true, um, but it's still interesting data to have because at least you, you can choose what you do with it. You can ignore the whole thing or you can say, oh, according to this, I have this cancer mutation. Oh, that makes sense. I have breast cancer in my family. Here's how I need to change my lifestyle to reduce that risk for me. Yeah, and why would you not get the information and then make practical steps to look after yourself? Like it's negligent not to. If you care about people... You should try to be around for longer. And I suppose the whole like getting sold on yourself and how to deal with if the market's changing or the business isn't going as you want for your relationship, your marriage, etc. Or I can get in your health in order massively changes your mental health. Short of people that do have legitimate chemical imbalances in the brain who I empathize with. But as far as just people going through those sort of normal mood swings as humans that we do, if you do start getting your health in order you do feel better, which then makes you better at being a partner, at running a business, at being an employee, at being a friend to people, etc. I reckon a big percentage of mental health can be addressed by just caring for yourself. Like you say, there is the people with the proper chemical imbalance, but so much of it's self-inflicted. Yeah, well, as um, also the whole, so, you, can't, you can't pour from an empty cup, and your cup kind of starts yeah. with your health first, which starts with, obviously... Explain that in more detail, because I just think that's so important. I know we've covered it, but I think you've got to hit it again. Yeah, well, the, the concept of not being able to pour from an empty cup is the concept of looking after yourself as an individual completely selfishly so you can then help others. For example, you can't yeah. give... You, you always meet some people in life where they're always appear very happy, very talkative, very extroverted, seem to go above and beyond to help others. Then you find out down the track they had a substance abuse or they had mental health issues. And it's because you can't just constantly give and give and give and give if you're not looking after yourself. So concept mm. of you can't pour from an empty cup is look after yourself, grow your cup, grow yourself, and then it's significantly easier to give. I like it's the sustainable. example of... Well, I like the example of people say if there's one bottle of water, give it to an orphan, don't drink it yourself. Where I yeah, say airplane. drink the water, get your head in order, and then go dig a well, and then there's water for everyone. Like the concept is you've, if well, you the, can excel, then you can help everyone. The best example is actually if an oxygen mask falls from the ceiling, put your mask on first before helping others. Because you can't Agreed. help others if you've passed out from not putting your mask on. So let's think about, so you have to get yourself sold. So let's just break this down and make it really practical for the end of this podcast, okay? You need to sit down and work out in life what are the important things you need to get yourself sold on. So for me, it's my business, my health, 
and my relationship with Blair. And then one day it'll be the relationship with a partner, right? And so then I look at those things. I talk to Blair like so much and that relationship's solid. But, and then I look at those things and I break them down, right? What do I need to do on those items? So first, it's a mental thing. Why should I have a relationship with Blair? Why am I going all in on this business? Well, I'm going all in on Williams Corp because I truly believe we are solving a massive problem in society. We treat people with respect. We build a great house. We build a great house at a great price, like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I go through and I go through all these items line by line and I get myself sold, right? And then I go, okay, well, how do I make sure I'm the person to do this work? And then every time you're having a bad day, you just have to give yourself that talk. You have to go through it. Yeah. And in all fairness, like, I'm not sure you, I don't really have that many bad days. You might have like off days or days you're not overly happy about certain things. It's pretty rare to get a full blown bad day. I think you and I, though, it's levels, right, mate? We need to get more sold. You see what I mean? So we might run, like, the average person might go down to like 0% sold, yeah. where we're bouncing from 100 down to 70. Yeah. And we might, you see what I mean? So as you, but Blair is 100% right. Once you've built the mental conditioning that we have, you don't get anywhere close to a zero, but we might swing between an 80 to 100 and you've got to get back up to that 100 all the time. But because we address it, we never get to a point, except maybe with your own body where you trash it every now and again. <laughs> it gives up. <laughs> <laughs> so but what's yeah. your closing thoughts? I suppose it's more people have to realise that as the whole accountability, everyone's responsible for themselves, how they feel, what level of success they achieve. And yes, there's obviously people that are born into more fortunate circumstances than others. But I suppose it's more if you are not happy, you need to get sold on either where you currently are in life, whether that be your relationship, your career, your business, or you need to make the decision that that might not be for you and start focusing on what you think you need to change to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Like I feel a lot of people drag those things out. So lucky in life to be born with these good looks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, sexy son of a bitch. You've definitely sold yourself with a lot of selfies. (laughs) 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 It's like, oh yeah, okay, good. (laughs) On that note, team, we appreciate you. You know the fee. If we added value to you in this podcast, please share it with one like-minded friend. If we didn't, we didn't earn your fee. But I think we did. I've sold it to myself that this podcast is fucking awesome. Thank you very much. Have a good day. We appreciate you.